Welcome to the Proletarian Contrarian, the leftist podcast dedicated to the reevaluation of all your favorite crappy films. I'm Nick. And I'm Lewis. And here's Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, we're actually treating you all Merry Christmas. We're actually doing a good movie. Uh, we're doing the, um, the Sean Austin film, Rudy. Uh, in case um, you didn't uh, you didn't know, there's only one film in existence called Rudy. There's by yes. no chance another film called Rudy that came out in 2003 with the subtitle "The Rudy Giuliani Story." <laughs> I've never seen the the football Rudy. Uh, well, then you watched the wrong movie for this podcast, Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so we we are not doing the football movie Rudy. I have also not seen that film. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the Rudy Giuliani story. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to, uh, young Sean Astin's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure heartwarming family affair. Yes. I think uh, so. About, about grit, determination and perseverance in the, in the face of tragedy. I don't know. I'm just, I have no idea. Going, going with what I know. So, college football. I don't even, I have no idea. I think, I think he's like in high school and <laughs> really that's even funnier. Yeah, he. I mean, it's it's like it does the '80s thing. I think, right? Like, oh, these upper twenty-year-old actors were gonna pretend they're in high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then like he he's like a chubby kid who really wants to be on the football team, and he becomes like he slowly wins them over one by one. I, I think we we should talk about Rudy, even though we've never seen it, instead <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> yeah. So when Sean Astin when he cried in that moment, it was just revelatory. Um, but yeah. back to Ru- <laughs> the real world, Rudy, the worst Rudy. Um, yes, we are we are really discussing today the 2003 um, movie Rudy, the Rudy Giuliani story, directed by Robert Dornhelm. Um, just a work for hire TV director gun. Yeah. Um, it was based on a biography called Rudy with an exclamation point, kind of like a kind of like Jeb Rudy, <laughs> an investigative biography of uh, Rudy Giuliani by Wayne Barrett. Yeah, um, and um, it it maybe would have been better as a miniseries because yes. uh, it 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 covers uh, Rudy's life from 1982 to the events uh, of 9/11 and then the aftermath of 9/11. A few months, basically, after 9/11, I would say. Um, it's and it's a two-hour movie, so I mean, you got a few decades uh, condensed into one film. Um, it's like the Forrest Gump of Rudy Giuliani's life, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's so strange. Like we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and I said, like, um, I know that they make biopics of people who are still alive. That's, it's not super common, but it's not super uncommon either. Um, but it, like, this guy at this point in his career, it it, it seems. A premature, B wild to do, um, C entirely a, a product of like the nine eleven mania that was happening at the time. Oh, because yeah, th- this definitely th- this movie broadcast. Um, let's see, it was re- originally released on March twentieth of two thousand three, so that that's like about a year and a half after the 9-11 itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's probably uh, USA network as well. Of course. Right. It yeah. just perfect stars aligned there for that one. <laughs> Fox news. Maybe like Fox, <laughs> Fox, one of the affiliate Fox channels that shows movies and shit. But, um, but yeah, no, it, it's so weird. Like, and, and we'll get into it when we go through, when we do the recap of the, of 
of the events and everything, but like they stitch in real 9-11 footage into the fictional stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, the movie starts with that. Like it's fucking wild. I guess. So the movie is kind of 9-11 is almost the frame story, but we, well, we keep going back to it. It's um, so it's, it's punctuates this film. 9-11 just like is inescapable in this movie. Like every, I don't know, 10 minutes we go back to 9-11. Well, I guess, I, I mean, like, with a frame story, you can, you can, like, technically jump back, like, check back in throughout. It, I don't think, like, you have... A frame story means, like, it only opens and it only closes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I get it. Like, I think if this was just a more straight, you know, chronological order film without going back to, you know, 9-11, I think people would probably yeah. get bored and just be like, I don't really care. I don't care about Rudy's time as an assistant, you know, attorney general. I don't care about his time as the, you know, prosecutor for the Southern District of New York. I don't care about any of these things. Like, just, just get me to the America's Mayor section of this film. Yeah. So, hence why it's just through fucking out. Um, um, What's wild just really quick i found this uh wayne barrett the guy who wrote the rudy book um he worked for the village voice for like 37 years and he was nomiki Kant's uh like professional mentor really yeah damn um so he seems like he was like this crusading kind of uh like pre-9-11 lefty but I don't know what happened. Like, I don't, like why? Why would you write this? Hagiography yeah, why would you fucking Rudy? write this? <laughs> or like, did this dipshit director like take the book and just put a completely positive spin on it? Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, based on like what the other films this director's done, I I really can't tell you what his politics are. I mean, he did a Lee Harvey Oswald movie. Um, Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, but it actually focuses on. Lee Harvey Oswald's wife, Marina Oswald. Dornhelm, the director, is also Austrian. Interesting. So he's a fucking Nazi. <laughs> oh, he also did the Amanda Knox movie uh, okay. in 2011. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, he directed the new TV adaptation of Spartacus. Yep. I watched this on vacation with my mom once. Hell yeah. uh, and he did an RFK movie as well. Made for TV RFK movie. He did a miniseries of War and Peace. He did a miniseries of the Ten Commandments. Fucking weird. Fucking wild. The, the, this is a strange yeah. career. Now, I only know about one of his credits. It's called Cold Feet. It's one of his theatrical films, and it stars Keith Carradine, Tom Waits, Bill Pullman, Rip Torn, and Jeff Bridges. Uh, Hell yeah. I've never seen this film. It's from 1989, but I remember when I first got into Tom Waits, I was like, oh, shit, i got to see this like cowboy honky-tonk movie with Tom Waits and, and the dude... I've never seen it, but now we have a reason to watch it because Robert Dornhelm. Uh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of oh my god! This he also directed a television miniseries in two thousand one called Anne Frank: The Whole Story. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, what is what's the whole story like? Do we get stuff just, in the camps? Like, I don't... she 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 would have voted for Rudy Giuliani if she could. <laughs> yes, that's probably true. No, I'm kidding. That's obviously. Con- not. Con- <laughs> controversially but in keeping with the claim made by melissa mueller the series asserts that the anonymous betrayer of the frank family was the office cleaner when in fact the betrayer's identity has never been established what the fuck oh i i saw this too oh my god this dornhelm guy apparently is 
cur- like followed me throughout my life because this is the version where Ben Kingsley plays Otto Frank, her father. And I have seen this. Gotcha. I saw this in school at my Catholic school. What the fuck? <laughs> they showed it to us probably like history class or some shit. Incredible. I have, this is I have seen absolutely none of these. Uh, but okay. I, I am glad that there's a part of you in this film. Uh, yeah, and the, the the last thing I'll say about Dornhelm is like besides this really controversial stuff like the Anne Frank movie or or the Rudy movie like that like the things that people kind of laugh at or like Spartacus which I, at least has like a lot of production value a lot of these movies like or a lot of these mini series that he directs um, like his most recent one called Maria Teresa it's just like there's no Wikipedia information that oh, it's yeah. just like. Mm-hmm. It was a, an Austrian Czech historical miniseries. It was a cooperation of Czech Republic, <laughs> Austria, Slovakia, and Hungary. Its first two episodes were broadcast in 2017, and two more in 2019. It's it's like, can we get a a, a one sentence yeah. synopsis? What please? is this? What is it about? Perhaps like yeah, jeez, yeah. it just are these all tax write offs? These these films? Uh, yes, probably. most likely. But uh, who do we have starring as? Rudy Giuliani. Oh God! Oh, th- <laughs> this is partly why it's so infamous. Um, the other, I mean, we we heard about this the other day, like on Twitter, just because like Rudy's decomposing in real time in the news, yeah. and it, it kind of people brought up, people were posting clips and everything. Uh, but the the other main reason this is so infamous is uh, one Mister uh, James Woods <laughs> plays turns in a fire performance as as Rudy himself. Um. The other members of the cast, nobody that I know. Uh, Penelope Ann Miller, Miller. She's okay. Yeah. She's a well-known actress, but sure. other than that, I really I don't know the rest of these people. Yeah, the other people are uh, Michelle Nolden, Philip Spensley, Jack. Oh my God, Lang Langdijic, <laughs> uh, John Bourgeois. Yeah, <laughs> Kristen uh, Kirsten Bishop, Mark Camacho, and Maxim Roy, which is a poor name if I ever heard one. <laughs> um. Yeah, just a bunch of TV actors. Uh, no, no, no shade intended there, but I don't know any of these people no. besides the first two. Mm, yeah, it's um, uh, not a star-studded cast. I mean, James Wood, you know, does enough for this film. It's the only. Oh God. It's the only star you need in this film is James Woods. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll have to be careful because we don't want to. We don't want to get sued. I by know. I thought about notoriously that the whole litigious time. James Woods. Yeah, we'll be fine. I I I guess I will just say. Um, for as much as I disagree politically with Mr. Woods, I do think he's a good actor. He he has yeah, fair enough. He has some he has some wild energy. He um he's charismatic. He he always he always gives it his all. Um I, I think I'll leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> I am trying to find the name of another made for TV biopic that I've seen him in. Uh talk about like watching a made for TV movie in school. Um, I think oh my, the movie yeah. is called, yes, here it is. My name is Bill W. Um, which is what? about, um, what, like Bill Weld or something? No, it's about, um, Bill W. Uh, William Griffith Wilson, who is the founder or co-founder that is of Alcoholics Anonymous. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So he plays Bill W. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. We watched it in health class um, and it is unintentionally hilarious. Uh, there's a scene where James Woods, as Bill W., before he, you know, 
creates Alcoholics Anonymous and he is just an alcoholic. He's like, it, it, it takes place, I think, during like after World War One and, and up to, I don't remember, maybe somewhere in the 30s or something. Um, and he's like in an old school department store where his wife works and like she's folding clothes and he just comes in, he's just like wrecking everything and he's just doing his best like drunk impersonation. Maybe, maybe not allegedly. Um, it's just, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. But I watched that in school. James Garner's in it. That's really weird. I don't know why he did that one, but you know, everyone, everyone needs to eat. TV actors need to eat. TV directors need to eat. Work for hire. Yeah. But I, I do think this movie, the Rudy movie, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it and we can give our reasons as we go through. But like, this is actually insidious propaganda, this this piece of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think the Bill W. movie is is probably fine. Uh, if I, if we rewatched it and people have, you know, there's, of course, a billion different perspectives on Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's, it's probably not as insidious film as this one. <laughs> yeah, like that at least sounds like it was more well-intentioned regardless of how yeah, it came out. I th- think so. Th- this is... This is just straight up like justification for waterboarding. This movie, yeah, it's 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 a justification for literally every terrible thing that Rudy Giuliani ever did, right? <laughs> like, yes, yes. Uh, it's it's quite incredible. I mean, it starts with a well, of course, it starts with nine eleven, but then once we go to the past, uh, and when we go to the the Reagan era of nineteen eighty two. Uh, oh my God, yeah. We we meet a young Rudy Giuliani uh, when he meets his first wife, uh, Donna Hanover. Uh, she's a reporter at the time, and she's asking him hard-hitting questions like, why are you not allowing Haitian refugees to stay in the United States? And uh, if we just get like... We just get some crazy, you know, bullshit um, justification for kicking Haitian refugees out of the United States. <laughs> it's the same... He, he literally... Okay, first of all, so like... We get some we get some footage of nine eleven. Rudy runs around and then like smash cut to this to this interview. Um, they're like holding it in this. Of course, it's like a it's a set. They're they're filming the filming of a set, so it's like it's all set up and everything. But it looks like a creepy like vaporwave like mo- like, like yeah like little scene. It does. It has like it has like weird pastel like gradients in 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 like the window yes. through behind this fake mm-hmm. room and it has this armless venus de milo statue it's just yeah like it's, it's it's fucking wild it, it looks like yeah. a torture dungeon um yeah a torture vaporwave yeah uh, <laughs> dungeon um and his but yeah and then and donna he, hanover's he says, supposed to be like i guess a liberal reporter but uh, yeah like, she asked him like two hard-hitting questions and then he's like yeah, like the lamestream liberal news media um yeah and she asked him the question about the the immigrants and, and rudy's answer is something like you know we it's, it's the same thing uh political refugees can can just get instant asylum and they can they can settle here uh if you're an economic refugee you have to go through the line like everybody else right right and then she's like what's the difference in the case of haiti and then he's like well you you know talk to other governments and uh talk to the un about that blah, 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 blah. yeah it just just like I'm here, I'm not here to debate the laws. I'm I'm leave that to the leave that to the eggheads. I'm I'm here to enforce the laws that 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 the American people de- that vote on and decide on. Like yeah, that's that's I, I don't have time for this bullshit. Essentially, like, right. he doesn't say that, but that, that's that's kind of yeah. No, and that, and and that's like the through line throughout this film, right? Like the whole theme of this film is Rudy Giuliani, this you know straight shooter, shoots from the hip kind of guy. Uh, you know, he is the law. Um, and there, there's, there's, there's nothing but the American law and he's, he's there to uphold it and, and enforce it. And, uh, boy, we, boy, howdy, we got to love him for it. 
Um, yeah. But it and it's just never really examined. It's just these things happen, and mm. then we just move on to the next terrible thing he does. <laughs> Speaking of moving on to the next terrible thing he does, um, we cut from the interview to uh, when he's on a date with yes. the person, yep. <laughs> his, his interviewer. Ridiculous. They're they're walking. Uh, they go on a moonlit stroll on a beach because they they were at like a some restaurant that was on a beachfront, um, and it looked 2003 TV budget. I know, but it looks really fake. Oh, it is. I mean, um, there's another beach scene later in the movie, too. Yes. Neither yes. of them are actually shot at beaches. I don't understand. Nope. Like, if you shot the film in New York, there's beaches. If you shot the film in Los Angeles, there's still beaches. I don't I don't yep. fucking understand why you couldn't shoot on an actual beach. Movies the, shoot on beaches. The, like, I don't understand. The The schedule for this for this must have been crazy. It must like, have. They, they, they probably did both of those scenes like one after the other probably i mean they probably like okay we got the sand that's it you know we can get this we can get this big studio with throw a bunch of sand in here put a green screen but yeah it It, looks fucking awful it looks like they're on a beach of pandora from avatar (laughs) like it does (laughs) because i I know this is i know we're rehabilitating avatar now because chapo talked about (laughs) it but like but and this is the scene i saw on twitter like a few months ago like from from this uh beach scene and I could not believe it then, and I still cannot believe that this was put into the, the final film. Like, just it's so it's so it's so ham handed the dialogue that we get lines like, um, like, oh, so Rudy, you grew up a liberal, but now you're conservative. Why is that? Yeah, she's like, what happened okay, to, with okay. your first marriage? Uh, and he's like, well, I wasn't much of a cuddler. Uh, <laughs> he says it's that. Like, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I too, Rudy, don't like to cuddle with my second cousin. I don't like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> alleged, alleged second cousin. Alleged, you know. alleged. All so these Italians aren't related, Nicholas. That's that's racism. <laughs> that's why bigotry coming out against yeah. Italians. Well, this so. is why Rudy gets away with everything because he's not white. He's Italian. That's why he can yeah, do all these he, terrible yeah. things. You know, he's a POC. Yeah. POC, uh, person of Carbonara. Um, <laughs> he also he he does he says the thing like um uh yeah liberals always say they want to change the country but conservatives they actually do it yeah and and that's just like a rephrasing of that of that titled line like if if you're a lib if if you're not a liberal at 20 you don't have a heart and if you're not a conservative at 50 you don't have a brain right right which 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 is has been the conventional wisdom from my family and from like people i learned from pretty much all my life no for sure yeah i've definitely i've definitely heard that in some iteration um and, you know there's some truth actually to what he says because like you know in the current state like what have liberals really done and the conservatives yes. have done a ton of stuff just like that undemocratically uh and what they've done is basically destroyed this country but uh <laughs> they get shit done that's the wild thing like like th- this is when you ha- have this have an ideology that you aspire to like without grounding it in material conditions because liberals do suck they do suck but not for the reasons that rudy giuliani thinks oh yeah no exactly like there's no one that he um like when he uh runs against uh, mayor dinkins i, I like he's not running oh, against God. like a, a socialist right he's not running against uh anybody who actually wants to change things for the better in this country right. or state right. or or city <laughs> um on this on this pandora beach uh stroll he also meant he also has the line New York can be great again. Yeah, he literally which is says pretty, pretty prescient, un, un, unintentionally, I'm sure. But the whole film is though, right? Like, I don't, I yeah. don't feel like it's a. I mean, it looks like a movie from 2003, but like the politics are just like 2020 politics. Uh, everything, like everything you could think of, is in this film. 
like the war on yeah. terror stuff, uh, police brutality, like uh, refugee crisis stuff. Like everything is nothing has changed. It's it nope. maybe ha- perhaps gotten worse. I don't know, but it's all there on display. I, prom- I promise this will be the last chapel reference in this episode. But like um, the thing that Felix, like like Felix's mantra over the past like four years has been, everything stays the same, but somehow also gets worse. Yeah, it's true. Th- I- this movie. Is, is that in action? I yeah, think. No, this this film is the crystallization of that, definitely. Um, so, uh, but on the, what on the else plot, we in this film. <laughs> what does happen ahead, in this film? Honestly, we jump ahead um, to his first day as the Attorney General of New York, right for the Southern he, District. Yeah, um, yeah. He he walks into the office. Um, and he's like, "Hello, everyone. I'm I'm here to to make the laws, and we we gotta we've gotten too fat and lazy. We gotta like, come on, team. We gotta we gotta crack some backs. We gotta get out there and enforce those laws, and like we gotta make this the greatest city in the world, and we can do it." Blah blah. This he goes on and on and on. It's it's like the the Churchill thing. He's like, "We will we will fight them in the we will fight them in the gabagool shop. We will fight them in the pizza parlors. We will fight them." We'll fight them at the soda fountains. We'll, we'll fight them in the porno theaters. We'll fight them at uh, Uncle Giuseppe's, my favorite market on Long Island. <laughs> Literal place. Uncle Giuseppe's. Look it up, folks. <laughs> and and they, they do this thing where, like, one of the guys in the meeting, some police commissioner, is, like, asleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he walks over and he smacks him in the head. He's like, if you're going to sleep, go do it in your own time. Come back when you're awake. It's it's like... It's, yeah. He, like, fires him It's on the so spot. lazy. It's... It, they're trying to do like hagiography, like like this is the tough guy that Amer- that New York needed to crack down, but like right. yeah, it's so token. It's a paint by numbers. I mean, it's a paint by numbers biography biopic. I mean, there's yeah. really nothing surprising in this film. Um, yeah, and and James Woods kind of knows it. I feel like he's just like sleepwalking through this movie. I don't. He is. You know, he, he obviously is. his his politics line up with Rudy Giuliani's and the, and the Republican Party. But I also don't believe like a single word he says when he says it in this movie. I, I just like no, no, he no, obviously no. does not care. Um, this isn't like he's a passion a, project for him. It's just a paycheck. Yeah, no, he he's he's on autopilot here. His real passion, and I don't know if anyone knows this listening, but like. Um, he loved doing the voice of Hades and Hercules <laughs> yes. so much. Anytime yes. Disney wants to do another project like Kingdom Hearts or like like a ride at like Epcot or whatever with Hades on it, he's like, I'm there. It's so much yep. fun. I love doing that shit. Just like get me call me disney yeah it's incredible like i mean if you if you play the kingdom hearts games not all the voices are the original voice actors like they're not getting johnny depp again to do captain jack sparrow but they are getting james woods to do hades (laughs) consistently which is great yeah no it's amazing i mean the 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 voice you probably hear on on your your hades action figure from 1998 that's buried in your in your mother's basement it's probably james james woods actual voice yes it's, yeah, we all have a piece of James Woods somewhere. <laughs> we all have a piece of James Woods in our homes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I do. I have I have Videodrome, and I have numerous Kingdom Hearts games. So. Yeah, you have Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't lie. Um, oh, yeah, so then he goes out on a run with his sidekick. Who Who's that guy that's uh, always with him? Know. Uh, I think it's Howard Safer. I think that's his, like, I don't know, second in command His toady, his, yeah. yeah. I, but yeah he yeah and then oh this is what yeah they're on the run and something i don't believe julie rudy giuliani has ever done in his life uh a, even a, when he was a, younger a 100 percent fictional interaction um 
that should have been left in the Sopranos cutting room floor yes. happens where yes. um Julian Rudy and his in his in his sidekick are running through like a meatpacking district. No, it's like, like a fish. For a jug. It's like a fish district. Fish, district. yeah, fish. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Fish carrying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're and they they see like a bunch of a wise guys just like yes. watching watching the the unloading of like another shipment, and Rudy runs up to one. He's like, "Hey, I'm Rudy Giuliani. I'm yeah. I'm the new police commissioner. I'm gonna put you behind bars. Tell tell Carmar I said hi. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna see you sometime real soon. But I think it'll be in a courtroom. So so make sure you wear a suit that day. Yeah." <laughs> Jesus. And they just say nothing. They just look at him and they're like, Ugh. "It's it feels like a parody of The Sopranos." Yeah, it is. I mean, this whole movie's parody of like biopics. Like, I'm surprised like the Lonely Island guys didn't make this movie. Like, it just does not seem real. Yeah, it seems like Will Ferrell should be in here somewhere or John C. Riley. Like, um, the fact that it's played straight is just the funniest fucking thing about this movie. Yeah, so, okay, I got a little bit lost with Giuliani's um, career, but yeah, so when he st- he started out as the U.S. Associate Attorney General from 81 to 83. Right, yeah, under Reagan. And then he was the attorney for the Southern District of New York, like you said, from right. 83 to 89. Yeah, and this, so and this then, is um, when he does the, this is when he starts taking out the mob using the RICO Act, who they hadn't done that before, but he... He uses it to not only get like those who've actually done crimes, but those who like conspire to do crimes. And he has a whole like yes, he's has you know he's looking. I at wrote faces the damn thing. And, I, yeah, I he's like it. I wrote this act, and he's looking at the you know these faces on a a, a cork board, you know, very much like uh, from yeah. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he's just yelling about how like you can take everybody down using the RICO Act, and everybody else in the office is like you're you're crazy. No one's ever done this before. He's like, well, the reason it doesn't work is because people don't use it correctly the right way, which is what I wrote it for, blah, blah, blah. Also, this made me think um, the movie The Dark Knight, which came out five years after this. Rico is like a plot point at one at one reason. So I think Christopher Nolan loves this movie. Yeah. <laughs> for the Rico or he at least loves Rudy Giuliani. Oh, yeah. At yeah. least. Yeah. yeah. Harvey I mean, Dent is actually Rudy Har- Giuliani. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh god. Um another thing that we skip past a little bit is um we get, we get some more footage of the of the present day, quote unquote, the 9/11 version. The one thing I liked artistically about this movie that they did is um so that obviously they get like the real life footage from 9/11 and then when they stitch in James Woods as Rudy um kind of being filmed with the same kind of handheld cameras. Yeah. They they use like shitty cameras like that so it matches the lower quality like civilian footage of 9-11 yeah so it, it like it like makes it feel connected like i could see another tv movie like just using the same cameras on a sound stage and it, it feeling really jarring from like james woods going oh no 9-11's happening the towers are coming down with like a professional quality camera and then cut to cam- the towers falling down from like somebody's camcorder right Right, that would feel jarring, but they they were smart enough to avoid that. No, it works. I actually think those scenes are effective for the most part. Yeah, um, yeah. like when they're in the command center. So the emergency command center, which I think was set up after like the the ninety two bombing of um, the World Trade Center, like yes, um, where it killed yes. like six people or something. Um, they set up this command tower, and it was, of course, way too close to the World Trade Center. Um, and the reasoning is, like, Rudy Giuliani's mistress lived down there or something, like, lived downtown. And that's why he was using it to, like, hook up with her. 
Um, yes. So again, you know, they're like, we got to go here with setup. We have to use this. And everybody's like, no, we're way too fucking close. We should not be doing this. And of course, like once one of the towers comes down, like power comes out, goes out in this place. Like they're basically stuck in this building. And that's a pretty good scene. Yep. Like when they're trying to get out of the building. Um, and it's almost yeah, a little they, slapstick. It's like, well, man, I can't open this door. Hey, there's a live wire down here. <laughs> it's li- and I'm not talking about the mail either. Hey. It's like- um, it made me think of, of course, like uh, like the Minds of Moria because that movie <laughs> that movie came out two years before this. Yeah, fellowship, Damn. just like, yeah, um, yeah. And we we get some we get some like cheesecake shots of like a a woman being like, I can't find my daughter, and like a a, a girl going like, Where's my mommy? And Giuliani's like, We'll find him. We'll find him. There's like like dumb pandering. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like the one person who works in his office, the mayor's office, who like her husband's a. Uh, a firefighter and like yeah, we keep coming back to God. her and she's like i don't know where my husband is and of course he's yeah. he dies in, in, yeah. in the first and i don't know the south tower or whatever when it comes down and rudy's like uh, i want uh, remember remember your remember your uh your husband the way i want to remember him as a man i want my son to emulate when yeah. he grows up it's, it's like the most <laughs> like mawkish overwrought just toke like but but at the same time very passionless like just cheesecake dialogue in the world yeah yeah talk about cheesecake let's talk about his uh communications director his comms director uh christine ledigano um yeah so she um, existed she was a real person um and uh most likely he had an affair with her i don't know I, i mean it's heavily implied in the film yeah so this woman christine Latigano, is that I how guess. you? Yes, yeah, I don't know. Some Italian. She, yeah, she she plays his maid, and I think we first meet her when they're all on vacation together. Well, no, she she's so she is his um, press secretary for his mayoral run, right? And then right. when he is actually mayor, she's his comms director. But she also does act kind of as his maid, or like his 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 babysitter. His babysitter, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. His nanny, like it's so strange. Yeah, because they go to the second beach scene, like she's playing with the kids, and and it's implied that like his wife doesn't see the kids much, but Rudy and and uh, Christine see the kids a lot. It's, They're like, it's it's strange. It's 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 a strange thing. And Giuliani's whole sordid personal life is very strange. He he he's a true horn dog. Um, as I said earlier, he he got married to his second cousin. And he claims he didn't know, and he claims that they divorced when they found out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a wild story. Um, or it's like people. I, I don't, I'm not sure if he he's willing to you know uh, say those words out loud. Like I don't think he's ever said like, yeah, this person was my second cousin. I think it's speculation that they were, and then it's speculation that's why they divorced. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's it's yeah. still it's an insane story, and it's it, it's entirely plausible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, who knows if if it's like if it's these records of these Italian Americans who came over and then, you know, they might not exist. Like we might not be able to figure that out. Like in Italy, a lot of records were kept in like churches and shit and a lot of shit burned down. So like, you know, you know we, we he might not know. It's it's entirely possible. Italians can't read. They, yeah. Italians are entirely illiterate, around like so. banging, banging their heads against rocks. <laughs> um but yeah so, so well i guess we're at the the uh state attorney portion still with the mob 
people. Yeah. Oh, oh, there there was one other part. Um. Never mind. Continue. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. He. He. Uh. Yeah. So they they start taking down the mob, and it's like it really don't we don't see much. And he take they do some Wall Street stuff too, like Wall Street speculation, like insider trading. He takes down a few people here and there. And his big thing is like corruption in general. Um. But it's just funny because it's like. I, you know, honestly, from like a leftist perspective, like corruption is is baked into all of these systems. Like, so it's totally yes. impossible to weed out corruption without changing the whole landscape, the whole political and economic landscape of this country. So, one thing, you know. one thing this, and one thing this movie gets unintentionally correct is like they credit his his moral fiber for why he's so against corruption. Um, at one point, he he's he has some some meeting. Just all, all, a lot of the scenes in this movie blur together, but like he has some meeting with some people. And they're like, man, you're, you're a real hard hitter, huh? Like, like, like where'd you learn this? Like, blah, blah, blah. Where, how, how did you, like, come up through through public school and, like, make it all the way up here? And Rudy's like, oh, well, Catholic school, actually. Yeah, yeah. And um, he has another line where he's meeting with his, his Dick Cheney figure. And he's like, I oppose abortion in my heart. Like, it's not just a – like, I'm not just – posing when I say I'm a, I'm against abortion. It's not just red meat for the conser- like for the conservative base. Um. But, like, the reason I say it's unintentionally accurate is because, like, it is these structures of ideology, like, being a hardcore tradcath, like, that makes you, twi- like, have a twisted view of the world and, and adopt these broken windows policies, which don't actually work, but you, they seem to work in the moment, especially, like, in the, like, the, the war on terror era, um, all, all this, like, moralistic chest pounding that does come, I mean, in not all Catholics, but like from, from Rudy's perspective does come from like this very fundamentalist, like modern day medieval approach to (laughs) problems and everything. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, and, and it keeps coming up. It's a recurring theme. Like his Catholicism is a recurring theme. Um, it's even mentioned when he gets divorced. Um, and they mention it and when they talk about his first divorce and, and his, you know, his, his affairs and such, Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you said, when he's talking with, he's actually talking with the, the head of the liberal party when he's talking about abortion and like gun control and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. And cause he's getting the, I don't know. I mean, I'm from New York. I don't know what the li- liberal party is, but I assume it's some kind of like weird libertarian, uh, party or something because they have like some more like, you know, left leaning social issue, like, you know, values such as like they're, they're pro abortion, they're pro choice. Um, but then they'd also be willing to, you know, support Giuliani for a run for president. So they're clearly some kind of, you know, um, libertarian group. I don't know. Someone will correct us, I guess. I don't really care. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's also in the context. Well, I, I forget that scene that you're talking about. You, you can cut this out. Well, but, um, you were you said that he was talking with his um uh, his Dick Cheney f- uh, friend. It wasn't his sidekick he was talking to. The guy looks exactly the same. They both have glasses and they're fat. And he's talking right. he's, when he's running for right. mayor and he's like, right. I need the support of the liberal party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think he meant like the liberal faction of his base. Like, no, like I, mean, the, like I think the, they're yeah. literally called the liberal party. Like, I don't know anything about them, but let's do some Mister Mr. New York over here. I know. The Liberal Party of New York, founded in 1944, is a minor American political party that has been active only in New York. 
Its platform supports a standard set of socially liberal policies. It supports right to abortion, increased men in education, and universal health care. Then why the fuck did they... Was just the 90s that terrible of a decade that they're just like, I think okay, so. Rudy Giuliani, sounds good to me. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But they also, they supported John Lindsay, also a Republican. Uh, like, I just don't understand. What a fucking weird... New York's fucking weird. New York is a terrible place, folks. It's really well, the Liberal Party. While the Liberal Party generally endorsed Democratic candidates, this was not always the case. The Liberal Party supported Republicans such as John Lindsay and Rudy Giuliani for mayor of New York um, and some other ghouls here for uh, other offices. Um, that's weird. Okay. So this is a... Sh- Do they still exist? Lib- they have a website. The Liberal Party also suffered allegations of corruption and of abandoning its liberal roots in favor of a system of patronage and nepotism. Harding relatives were given appointments in the Giuliani, Giuliani administration, and it was argued that it was a quid pro quo deal, since Giuliani is generally not considered a quote-unquote liberal by New York City standards. Right. So Giuliani benefited from the very corruption he railed against. Exactly. Oh, man, you got to go to the Liberal Party website, liberalparty.org. Jesus fucking Christ. Let's see this. We we should link this. We should. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, this is something right out of... Uh, Right out of 2003. <laughs> this is this is freaky. Yeah. I don't even understand it. I I don't th- this is beyond description. Yeah, just uh, this is obviously not a visual medium folks, but uh you can play at home with us and uh scroll through the liberalparty.org website and go to their article The Pretenders which has uh, a header image from The King and I film for some reason yep yep um and then just i don't it, know it, it talks about like, the election like some other stuff i don't know it has like weird breitbart-esque like blog posts yes yeah th- th- this is like a breitbart or like or like uh what's the other one uh drudge report yeah style website it is it really is this is fucking this this is talk about retro talk like this is yes good shit this for is the, perfect what we're trying to do wow they they have a Wikipedia too, month. or I should say, right, sorry, they, back, have, they have a Facebook. Uh, back on track to Rudy. <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, this is not on track. What are you talking about? This is irrelevant. Uh, so Ru- Rudy Rudy starts his mayoral his first mayoral run. I think it's his only. Or I don't even know, because it's weird. God, like at one guy, point he concedes. This guy's career then, is so fucking annoying. It's like he that weird moment when like he, he concedes and says like. Mayor Dinkins wins, but then the, it continues. Like right, I don't, right. I didn't really understand so, that. So Giuliani had three mayoral campaigns: oh, okay. eighty nine, ninety three, and ninety seven. Okay. The so, first one, eighty nine, was when he attempted to unseat Ed Koch. Koch, Koch, whatever. So they don't even mention that one at all. They they not. barely touch on that. I don't, I don't remember that. that they one. Met, they met, yeah. Oh wait, no. Um, oh no. Okay, in the Democratic Party. Uh, yeah, okay, no. This I guess they sort of do. They they barely mention Koch though. Uh, the Liberal Party guy mentions Koch, but yeah, it's such a blur that uh, yeah. If they don't put the actual like di- like month and year on the screen, I was just like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? Yeah, there the, there is no attempt to like s- stylize the '80s scenes and the '90s scenes. No, they all the same um, in a different way. The the one token attempt they try to do is with that weird vaporwave set when yeah. they give him the interview because like that is not something you would see on on primetime TV right. in the nineties. 
Um, but like that, that's such a, again, token effort, whatever. The only thing um, I could say is like when he's running, he has like the, the, the windbreaker he's wearing, but that windbreaker could be eighties or nineties is the, yep. is the, is yep. the problem. It's like, there's nothing to differentiate yep. it. Even like suits, suits changed. Like even if everybody wears a suit in this movie, suits look different in the eighties, nineties and early two thousands. Like, but everything yes. just looks two thousands. Like nothing yep. really changes throughout this whole movie. And again, I to be slightly fair to the producers of this movie, like I understand a, t- a TV movie budget oh, is, yeah. is not what right. a feature film budget is, uh, but like you can make an effort. You can like right. you you have props and costumes lying around if, if you're filming this at all. Yeah. It was nominated for an Emmy. Emmy. <laughs> it was nominated for a C C an enemy or an enema. Uh, no, it was nominated for an Emmy for makeup, I guess, and and for James Wood's performance. It won neither okay. of those things, but. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, so Mayoral Run, he wins. He just he wins by being an uber racist. I mean, that's basically it. Like he just yeah does he goes he, as far as like any everything but calling uh, David Dinkins the N word. Like that's he stops there basically. But they, it's a lot of like um, Reverend Wright stuff. Oh like, yeah, for sure. It's like oh this this black radical. He he's being uppity. He's he's basically a terrorist sympathizer. And we get this really ridiculous scene where um, Rudy's campaigning, and it should be mentioned, his sign is just Rudy, with an exclamation yes. point, directly predicting Jeb. Jeb. Um, there's a scene where he's outside, and like a panhandler is doing the squeegee thing on his on his windshield. And he's like, get out of here. Go get a real job. <laughs> like, yep. you, you need to have responsibility, like... This isn't a real job. You need like a salary. You need like a, a nine to five. You need to learn the hard work and the that that'll that's what you need. And I can only imagine this is just like uncut James Woods footage on the back lot. <laughs> like this is not this is not part of the movie. They're like, oh shit, roll the cameras, roll the cameras. Okay, good. This is good shit. This just is, pretend this, this is, is part art. of the movie, guys. This is art in real life. Um, yeah, it's awful. Uh, the thing, uh, Christine, um, has a strategy scene like they're oh yeah they're prepping rudy right before like his speech or something it's like his final speech before voting um and christine the psychopath woman she's like two lines that she has incredible because she she's it, it's just her rudy and like his sidekick guy yeah. and, like in an empty office and she's like what scares women most is crime oh yeah we have to hit crime great like you have to be like the broken windows candidate you have to hit this really hard um and then the 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 toady guy's like, no, nah, I don't know, I don't know, um, like I, I don't know if we want the woman vote. And then Christine's like, all I'm proposing is that we hit women harder. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> and that was the exact yeah. like word for word that was like phrasing. line. Yeah. Bonkers. Uh, and then and then we do get a smash cut to to mission accomplished, Rudy. He's like, I I win. I'm I'm yeah. the I'm the. We're going to take back our streets. We're going to get the pornographers and the panhandlers out of Times Square. We're going to make New York great again. We did get before that. We get um, the scene of him at like City Hall before he during his campaign where he has like all of the cops up in arms against Mayor Dinkins because Dinkins and his administration tried to make a like a civilian review board, like a police civilian review board. And uh, yeah, Rudy, like he gets he's impassioned in this moment and he's like, again he like he flares up and basically says 
everything you know you can think of that people said about obama and mm -hmm. and like any other you know black politician like they're a socialist they want to destroy our country they they hate the cops blah 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 um yeah it's a pretty good scene because like you just see these like you know red-faced cops just super pissed off and again ready it, to it's, start it's, a riot it's more of that prescient shit yes. that was going on in the 80s and 90s and still is going on today just these like cops who live in the in the in the in the burbs come into the city for for their job and they they shoot some people and they go home um and they also mentioned this shooting that happened in 1999 yeah um, yeah the amadou of, diallo, amadou diallo. Yeah. um i remember this which this is big oh do you yeah this was big i mean so i was nine years old um when it happened and it was it yeah. was all the news talked about for like a month basically so yeah amadou diallo yeah. immigrant from west africa um, coming home from his day job one night is stopped by several cops, like a, a shit ton of cops to stop him uh, because there was like a, a reported rape in the area and they think he fits the description of the rapist. Um, and he, I think he pulled, he put his hands up, but he pulled like his wallet out of his head of his pocket. Um, he didn't really, it was a communication, you know, language barrier with him and the cops. Um, and they shot him like 42 times. I think Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty bad. Uh, it was it was big. I mean, there's even there's um, there is a Bruce Springsteen made a song about it, and I think it's called like Forty Two Shots or something like that. Um, it was there, it was a big cultural moment uh, in New York, and and uh, on on the on the Wikipedia page for this the shooting, there there's like thirty artists that wrote song or that reference him in songs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was big. I mean, it was a big event. Um, and I, I remember, like, not really understanding it very well as a child. Like, I, I remember uh, a lot of people I know, uh, white people, obviously, like, making jokes about it. Um, because, uh, you know, no matter what people like to think about New York, it is a deeply reactionary place. Um, yep. And the white people there are fucking terrible. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it was just a, one of those just awful police shootings. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it seems just like it's it, it's like George Floyd. It, it just happened yeah. twenty years twenty years before. Right. It it's literally the same story over and over again. Um, and yeah, they just kind of brush over it. It's like, oh yeah, it happened. It was bad. Okay. <laughs> they they. I mean, they they bring it up as like, oh, this is an inconvenient political event for my for like for me. Yeah. For, for Rudy yeah. Giuliani, it's. Which is which is entirely in keeping, and again, not inaccurate to reality, but like not in the way that these people intend. Yeah, and I, I think what they get right about um, how this story is handled and how like what white people thought about this story specifically is um, the inclusion of Al Sharpton uh, in this. Yes, um, yes. My family and most people I knew like growing up hate Al Sharpton like with a passion, yep. just because like he has talked about racism police brutality uh you know just because he's been out you know in the public eye for a very long time and uh you know the, the rudy giuliani even like blames all the uproar on al sharpton and like al sharpton alone he's like oh al sharpton you know uh amadou diallo's mother was going to meet with me until al sharpton got his claws in her yeah he meant it, and it's it, it is so fucking cynical because the line is like um this poor woman has suffered enough. She doesn't need to be like taken advantage of by these rabble rousers. Yeah, no, it's it's wild, but I I think that's like what a lot of white people 
probably still believe about Al Sharpton, even though like he's totally sold out now and is on like what MSNBC or CNN or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I remember like someone in my family knew the guy who like stabbed Al Sharpton, like like a friend of a Jesus. friend knew. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild Whoa. being an Italian growing up in New York. Like, <laughs> so the your last name, which shall not be mentioned in the show, crime family attempted to whack Al Sharpton. Yeah, I mean, probably. Like, you know, they're You're always connected. saying it as like, it's, oh, a friend of a friend knew this guy. It's like, no, it's just it's just like a third cousin of mine. <laughs> That's really funny. I don't know. <laughs> That's really yours. <laughs> what your, one of your cousins tried to kill Al Sharpton. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else happened in this fucking movie? So we, we get more montage kind of moving through the years really quickly. Um he divorces his wife. She says on television, like, like he says, yep. like on television, that he wants to get a divorce from her. Also, he, he never, he never fucks in this movie. We never see him have sex. No, nope. but there are nope. m- numerous scenes, at least two that I could think of, where women try to fuck him and he he rejects them. Uh, his wife, uh, like when they're newly married, she dresses in like very yeah. skimpy lingerie and she's like, "Oh, I'm yes. going to bed." And he's like, "No, I got, I got this thing. I got the." He's looking at like the, I love the law too much. Yeah, I got, the- I, I got the law. It's my thing. You know this. Come on, I can't fuck you right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and then with his his press secretary, they're like hang out in his office listening to opera. Oh no, that's like the first thing they do is like he she tapes like a, a Yankees game for him that he missed, and they watch that while they're eating like pasta and drinking red wine. And like they kind of go into kiss, but then he stops. Yeah. Um, uh, also, like with the scene with Christine, like um, his wife is trying to barge in. Oh yeah, that, when he when they're in the office and they're listening yeah. to opera together, and like she they're on the couch together. She has her feet up on his lap, basically. Like yeah, his wife's trying to barge in there. It's it's wild. Um, but we never there's there's no coitus in this film, no. fortunately no. or unfortunately, oh, if God, that's your yeah. perspective. Um, yeah, e- either one, uh, Rudy <laughs> or James Woods. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just um, I, can't, I can't believe though that a, a human being would want to have sex with Rudy Giuliani, but couldn't be me. I mean, I mean, th- you get you get the same kind of like. Uh, disbelief with people with like donald trump and everything oh, yeah. but um like the stormy daniels has mentioned like oh you know he was charismatic he was powerful he was really he was everywhere in the news at the time like why, why not like i i can right. I, I i can envision it in a very abstract academic yeah. sense yes, for sure well you know human beings we're just, we're just apes you know we just yeah we just evolved a little bit more and although i gotta say uh amy coney barrett our, our, our <laughs> Supreme Court justice, Tradcath. I'm not ruling it out. I would, yeah, Tradcath, psychopath. I mean, I'm not ruling you know, it out. It's, I can fix. I can fix her, as they say. Would, as they say, as the kids say. <laughs> oh, oh God, we we sound like Rudy now. We do. Um, yeah. There's another line. I think when it's, yeah, it's when he's running for Senate. Um, someone asks him if he's afraid of Hillary Clinton. Yes, Hillary. Hillary, Hillary. Yeah, because um. She, her whole thing was like, it was kind of controversial because she was seen as like a reverse carpetbagger. Right. Yeah. Because she she was coming up from Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. She's not from New York. They they live somewhere in upstate New York, I guess. Right. Um. And then yeah, she became. I'm honestly. Senator. I'm surprised she won that race. Yeah. Like, given given all that. I mean, I think 
people really liked the Clintons in New York besides like obviously the reactionaries of Long on Long Island like there's enough of a voting base in New York City um, that's true in some suburbs like the this the closer suburbs maybe like Nassau County suburbs and and yeah. and, and the boroughs and you know maybe Brooklyn stuff like that but um yeah like it's suffice to say where I'm from Long on Long Island there's just there's no way they voted for her no 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 and 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 I guess like looking back um, again, I'm I'm kind of looking at this through a 2020 lens, but like in the 90s, the Clintons were super popular. Right. Yeah. They 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 were like Obama's the Obama's tier of popularity. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, they definitely were. She was not Hillary yet, right? Like she no. had not been uh, Secretary of State yet. So. Um, and Bush was right and high at the time. Right. Um, he 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 was like we we laugh now, but like he was considered like cool and suave. He did the whole, I'm the first black president. I I, I play saxophone. Yeah, like you, he, you he, he was like you said Bush. Jesus fucking Christ, <laughs> Clinton was super popular at the time too. Like he he did like Bill himself. He he did the whole I'm, I play sax. I'm, yep. I'm like the first black president yeah he thing. was on arsenio hall that was a big get for yeah. him at the time yeah uh animaniacs he um oh yeah in in the theme song and and bill clinton plays the sax yes. and he pops up and he plays the yeah i mean ubiquitous at, the, at that point like uh yeah. yeah yep that's for sure um so yeah we so we get a little bit of that the race for the u.s senate in 2000 but he has to drop out because he gets prostate cancer and yes um the scene and actually you know what honestly if he didn't he may have very he very well he could have won yeah oh without a doubt he could have won um people loved him uh the, the what they really what they paper over in this movie is like the war on crime stuff like the the bill bratton stuff like they they focus more yes. on just bill bratton his chief of police and like his kind of uh his his media savviness um but the, and they and they talk about comstat the um the computer system that like helped them pick you know cr- crime areas and the, 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 the broken windows policy and the way that that's introduced it's like at this like little gala lunch thing yeah. at like a fancy douchebags like mansion and this this like bespectacled nerd comes up he's like we have this new computer system like y- you won't be able to, to sneeze or pick your nose on the sidewalk without us knowing about it but that yeah. will be good because like it'll 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 give everyone a sense of like pervasive peace and security it, it's it's fucking terrifying it is terrifying when they set it up yeah um but it's like five minutes of the film um, again, because they have so yeah, much barely. ground to cover here, but uh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they really don't like. I don't know. They don't show like the day to day reality of it, which is like cops just beating people up, and then you know groups like the Guardian Angels just like you know uprooting homeless encampments, and uh, yeah, just you know meeting out uh, vigilante justice. It's built. They do show. I guess they show some arrests, but like that's it. Like we just see, and the first arrest we see also is like a sex worker being arrested. Yeah. Um, yep. And I think some of that is like archival footage, but again, Bill, five minutes at most. Bill, Bill Breton's career is fucking bonkers. Yeah. So he he was the commissioner of the Boston Police Department from ninety three to ninety four. Then he was New York City Police Commissioner from ninety four to ninety six. Then he was the chief of LA's Police Department from two thousand two to two thousand nine, and then he went back to New York again police commissioner 2014 to 2016 yeah that and that was the crazy thing that he was welcomed back 
by Bill de Blasio, who is supposed to be the progressive candidate, you know, for, for mayor of New York, uh, who is, you know, the current mayor of New York. Um, it was uh, pretty controversial when basically, you know, Bill Bratton, the Comstat, you know, open or sorry, broken windows policy, you know, uh, police chief came back under a, a ostensibly progressive administration, which we all know it's not. Bill de Blasio sucks ass. Fuck him. Um, yeah. But yeah, just wild, wild career. But I guess like jumping around like that doesn't isn't too crazy. Like I, police chiefs do that a lot all over the country. Yeah. You know, it's like they get some bad press in one place. They just jump to the next and so on and so forth. Right, right. Um, I mean, Bratton is the guy. I, I think he like coined the term broken windows. Like he, he he's like a, he's like very all in on like, oh, you know, if, if the environment in like this this if the environment that criminals are in looks crappy and shitty, then like they'll be more predisposed to, to doing violent and bad crimes, which is insane. Yeah. I, I think, um, I don't think he, ter- he coined the term, but he made it, he definitely popularized it. Sure. And sure. Perhaps first one to put it, you know, in, in action in America. Um, but yeah, truly an awful human being, um, really just sociopathic. Um, yeah. The, this other God, I have to mention this shit on, on Bratton's uh, Wikipedia page. Um, he co-founded and served as CEOs of Bratton Technologies, which operates Blue Line, a law enforcement communications network modeled modeled after LinkedIn. So he made LinkedIn for cops oh in his spare time. Jesus. Um, he also, in 2010, he became the chairman of Kroll, Kroll Technologies. The what? is it based off the movie Kroll? Does everybody get a glaive? No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's a corporate investigations and risk consulting firm based in New York created uh or founded by jules kroll who is nick kroll's father what i was i was gonna actually make a joke either about kroll the movie or nick kroll and wow i went the wrong one and and this guy okay this is getting into some like crazy true and on territory shit but like jules kroll is tied into 9-11 somehow i have heard really interesting like he did Uh, 9-11 something like he's involved with the deep state and specifically new york city and this whole and this this thing with like this risk consulting firm based in new york um i i think he's supposedly involved with like the fbi or something i don't know i i am talking out of pocket here but like i want it all to be true i want everything you just said to be true (laughs) well you know who has the craziest career not to I mean, it's it's on it's on topic. Rudy Giuliani himself, like if you think about it, like after yes, two thousand one, yes. this man is like gone, right? Like he's not in politics anymore after two thousand one. Yeah. Besides being like a mouthpiece on Fox News or something, you know, it's, yeah. he's just like he bops around different like um, like just uh, different law firms for a while, but and then it's like he, oh, he's back, he's back because of Trump. Well, he, <laughs> No, he he ran for president in two thousand. Yeah, he did that, but he always, it was you know it was unsuccessful every time, and he's just like a you know the biggest fucking failure after like you know being America's mayor. Yeah, yeah, just perennial loser. Um, it's just it's great to see him, yeah, decay in real time, basically. Like, how old is he? Uh, he's yeah, he's not ancient by any means. He's he was born seventy six. Forty four. So, I mean, is that? Is that younger? That's, Bi- that's, Biden, that's Biden's age. He's Biden's age. Yeah, he's Biden's age, right? So he looks, yeah, he looks awful. Like, does yeah? No, Joe. Joe Bi- Biden is seventy-eight. Sorry. Okay, so he looks older than Biden, though. Like, yes, yes. 
Bi- Biden looks old, but he looks like healthy, friendly grandpa old. He can like run, whereas Rudy Giuliani definitely cannot. He can Rudy barely. Rudy Giuliani walk. can melt. I mean, yeah, he can. Um, speaking of all this, uh, when he gets treated, he get, we we get some weird sequences where he's treated for his uh, prostate cancer. Yes, um, those are he my goes favorite. into like this is like the most avant garde sequence of the oh, film. Yeah. He 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 is inserted into the MRI machine, um, and it's like weird kind of fading in and out. There's like time lapse shots of the New York City highways yep. and like the 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 sun rising and setting over the skyline yep. and like. It's all like kind of composited over his yeah, face. Like it, it's really strange. It's yeah, yeah. It's there's one or two scenes like it, like earlier in the film, like when we first are introduced yeah. to Rudy and his his dumbass chauffeur. Like there's some double exposures with like yeah, like the city skyline over his face when he's in the backseat of the car. But it's it just comes out of nowhere here, and it's and you're right, it's like way more avant garde than anything else in this movie. Um, but it's yeah. It's, it's very out of place yeah um god do we even mention the third woman that he gets <laughs> oh no involved with uh, this movie? judith nathan yeah it's it's he was married to her up until last year up until 2019 Jesus uh, Christ, he meets her in like a dude. bar in like a social club and uh she's like a businesswoman or something she she's the one that he leans on for like support during his prostate treatment right. um yeah. And and at, when the movie ends, she's the one he's still with. But like, I I don't want to say like going through many marriages and divorces is bad. But the the rate and like the messiness and the bitchiness with which Rudy did, while claiming to be like a proud conservative traditional Catholic who like believes in the church, there there's some dissonance oh, there. Yeah, there's some sure. there's some. There's some psychology going on there. Yeah, I mean, he's basically with three women simultaneously <laughs> at at some point. Yeah, in the in the chronology of this film, he is with yeah. his first wife, then Christine, his press secretary, and then Judith Nathan. Like, there's like a, a few months, I imagine, that overlap there, where like he's perhaps fucking yes. all of them, or you know, at least still married where, to Donna. Probably they haven't. Where he's in years. yeah, he he's technically married while also having an affair with one of his employees. Yeah, and also having an affair with some woman he met at a bar. Yeah. like incredible. I, I don't even I, again still baffling but i get it you know we're yeah. we're just apes at heart just looking for some place to put our dicks genitals our genitals <laughs> yep. that's it and then it ends the movie just ends yeah yeah besides obviously like more 9-11 stuff and he goes to like funerals of first responders um yeah it just it just ends he's in an suv uh on like i don't know some uh, expressway in queens going to another funeral and uh he, he he has a line the tears will make you stronger yeah yep which is kind of sums up his whole philosophy towards life yeah and then, the like, universe and everything the penultimate line is like let's get to work and then they must not have thought that was like a good enough ending line so they made him do a voiceover that says god how i love this city um god God, NYC, baby, number one town in, in the USA, baby. Yeah, it's super abrupt. The Big Apple. It was yeah. it was one of the more abrupt endings uh, I've seen for a film uh, for this podcast. Oh, they they also get at um while they're driving along the expressway, like it it's just like by the water, and they see some some dude fly fishing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Rudy's like, oh, I wish that could be me, yeah. just just casting some. I used to love fly fishing. Did I, did I ever tell you that? I never get to do it anymore because. <laughs> 
because of the crazy state of the world, but I, w- I wish I could just be a fly fisher. It's like, no, you fucking do not. Yeah, you do you not. Don't. First of all, you never said that. Second of all, even if you did, I don't believe it for a second. He's like, never been fly fishing love this shit. He, right. Like, this is his life. Um, no matter how yeah. miserable politics makes him, like, this is just, like, in his veins. He can do nothing else. Like, the fact that yeah. they talk about him loving opera, I'm like, no, that's not real. Like, this man's never listened to opera in his whole no, life. No, like, he... He thinks he's listened to opera in like restaurants, and yeah. he says that because like, yeah, I'm, I'm the thinking man's police commissioner, mayor, attorney, district general. Like it's yeah, no, he's he's a fucking moron. Um, it's it's just comical. Um, just a, a comical life, uh, told seriously here. Uh, first is tragedy. And as farce, and we're living through the portion of his life that is the farce right now. We're living through, yeah, <laughs> Jesus. The, those pictures of of his hair dye melting down yep. his temple are. Th- there's nothing I can say that hasn't already been said at this point, but it, it it's fucking unreal. Yeah. It's well, even his speech at the at the um the the RNC uh for 2016, like just oh for it. the for the. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. Republican National Convention in 2016 yeah, before, it's, it's, you know, um, when they, you know, Trump became the nominee for the Republican Party. Like, he just, his teeth, like, uh, he's not seen mm-hmm. a dentist in over a decade, I imagine. It's like, dude, you have so much money. Go to the fucking dentist. Like, just get fucking dentures. Just get dentures. Point. You're, right. just you're like, almost 80. Most of them have dentures. I think Trump does. I think Biden does. Like, just fucking do it. Just, like, yeah. chill out the few thousand for it. You definitely, you have the money for it, dude. Um, yeah, goblin, just a goblin person. Um, my my pick for uh, actor to the put, one worker of note. Yeah, well, I was gonna say before we get to the one worker of note, my worker of future note will be Joe Pantoliano when he plays Rudy Giuliani. You know, in in the late yes. career biopic uh, yes. of Rudy, the like uh, the two thousand one to present uh, Rudy biopic that is again going to be called Rudy. I don't care. They just have to yes. do Rudy exclamation point. Like that's going to be the movie just like Mank, that new movie about, uh, Mankiewicz, uh, the, yep. the Citizen Kane movie that just came out. Like it's just going to be Rudy. Um, but yeah, Joe Pinsley, can play goblin really well. And that's what he's going to yes. do. Either that I could also see, uh, Pesci. Pesci. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a little too short Pesci, but like, that's that makes it better. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you get Pantoliano up until he plays him up until like 2016, and then for 2016 to 2019 you get Pesci. Yes, because like we gotta we gotta do the um the the Bob Dylan movie that they yeah, made yeah, with yeah. like eight yep. people playing Bob Dylan. Yes. Yeah, because it's like we have Goblin phase is like 2001 yep. to 2016, and then you have Demo Goblin phase is yeah, 2016 yeah. to 2019. Hell yeah! Um, Damn, that's good. Yeah, it's gonna be great, guys. It's gonna be great. But yeah, the actual one worker of note for this film, because I do not think there's a single person who put any like real effort into this movie from on just uh, down the line, like from top of the line folks, like director onwards, total bullshit. Uh, and then people all the way down to craft services, fucking bullshit. Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> Maybe you made some good gobble sandwiches. I don't know. But <laughs> the only actor worth mentioning is uh, Jesse Camancho, uh, who played Andrew Giuliani who is Rui Giuliani's uh, large yep. child son. Uh, not large oh, yes. adult son. Now he is. Uh, but at the time, he was just his large child son, um, who we see in two scenes when he's being sworn in as mayor. And as he says, like, I, Rudy Giuliani, swear. Like, little Andrew Giuliani's like, I, Rudy Giuliani, swear. 
It's amazing. And we just see him on the beach uh, making a sandcastle later. And uh, it's great. It's the best performance of the whole movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's some... There's really nothing else that like stands out. No, like nothing stands out. Again, I I, I threw the cinematographer uh, like a bone with the, you know, that little thing that's like, yeah. like with the with stitching together the 9/11 right. footage with the, the camcorder footage. They, yeah, but yeah, but that that's such like a token and obvious and like you you don't get points just for that. You 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 would have lost points for not doing right. That. It's like it's what you were supposed to do. Like just yeah, if you didn't do that, it would have been utter shit. So good job for doing the right thing aesthetically for yeah. this film yeah. like making the right decision um but yeah no nothing else is interesting like the makeup i don't know how they were like nominated for an emmy it's no one looks like anybody like james i'm sorry james woods is does not look like rudy giuliani like sorry no it's a terrible casting <laughs> doesn't act like him either like his is it's just it's very false all the way through um you can't tell what decade anything is so the costumes suck um the same thing with like setting you know like all the sets look exactly the same they're just like boardrooms um yeah it's just no money was put into this and it's it's pretty obvious yeah uh so i guess broke broke bespoke um we can't mention this in good conscience anyone so we're we're just gonna riff here folks uh my broke recommendation, uh, if COVID ever ends and you're ever at a family gathering again and your psychopathic, uh, petty bourgeois Republican family members need something to put on the TV, put this on. Uh, they will promptly fall asleep. Um, and then you can go out for a long walk with, with your Zoomer cousins and, and smoke a joint. Hell yeah. Vape. Vape some weed. Do people do that? Do, oh, yeah. I mean, vape weed. Smoke, smoke, whatever your, smoke whatever your Zoomer cousins give you because yeah. they have the better oh, stuff at this you know, point. Exactly for sure um yeah yeah definitely um i wonder if anybody in my family has seen this movie if again if COVID ever ends and i'm at a family gathering i will at least ask them if they have seen this masterpiece right <laughs> i will not tell yeah. them to watch it but um our woke recommendation is uh we had mentioned this earlier for kingdom hearts fans if um, <laughs> you know you are a fan of james wood's performances hades uh, this is a, a reprisal for sure. Um, he he yeah. just he just does he just goes Hades mode. Like he goes from you know the blue Hades mode to the red Hades mode, um, which is funny because obviously red fire is is not as hot as blue fire. Um, but uh, yeah. he he does that like throughout the course of this movie. Like um, Giuliani obviously is a man of a short temper, um, so he he at least portrays him accurately. Like I do think this film does a pretty good job if you're willing to read it um him as like a as as like a monster as like a demon like he he definitely james wood portrays him as a man like possessed um and 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 not in like a sympathetic way i mean there's some parts where you're just like rudy calm the fuck down like when he's yelling at his press secretary when they find out his dad like robbed a milkman during the depression and he's like, "Fuck you, fuck you would never do that." It's just like this is this is this is I, not how you react to that. Like, <laughs> I but like that moment, I'm assuming it really happened. I assume, but like yeah. that that plays to like the conservative and I I will say this with some authority, like like traditionalist Catholic sense of like morality. It's like you are, no matter how much of a good person you you are, like you you, you came from like 
like tainted stock so like anything you try to do is like undermined by like the sins of your father which is an insane medieval way of of like looking at like individual actions but like i I think people do operate like that it's like you you had like this high-minded anti-corruption thing when your own father was like a corrupt petty thief right so like how, how can it be valid it's like no real person should think like that, but people do, and it's. Oh, I'm sure Rudy like does. I'm I'm 100 well, sure. Well, yeah. He does. No, no real people <laughs> should. <laughs> A lot of work being done by those three words. Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, and our bespoke recommendation. Uh, Baron Trump should throw this. Should should put a link. Should rip a version of this uh, movie and put it on his discord chat I, i'm sure he and his uh his buddies would have a great laugh at all this stuff yeah yeah look at uncle rudy guys yeah look, look at this look at isn't he great isn't he uh... man new york sure was wild <laughs> <laughs> well i was just a babe uh suckling on my mother's teat and riding oh, a uh, a stuffed lion uh <laughs> you ever seen those photos of like the the photo she yes. of baron as a child yeah wild yeah, yeah. And now he's like a bajillion feet tall, and uh, oh, God. yeah, no, he, God knows what he, he's like. He's the Antifa super soldier, that really tall one that was, yes, like the protest yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It's him. He, that was him. He's doing like a he's like a Bruce Wayne thing. And he's like <laughs> he, he's he portrays himself as this ineffectual doofus gamer, but that when night falls, yeah, he runs up. Oh man, if only. God. Yeah. Protect Baron. Folks. That's all we got. Protect, protect Baron. The, this. Yeah, th- this movie. I'm glad I watched it. It was entertaining, and like we we made it into something for this episode. But like, not not even as a gimmick. Watch it when you're drunk with friends. Movie. No, it, it it's too boring. It doesn't even operate on that level. Like it's yeah, it's no. it's too long. It's two hours long, um, and and that is definitely too too many hours, uh, for sure. Yeah, it, it it's should not exist is what i'm trying to say this movie should the sequence the sequence on the pandora beachfront where they talk about like oh liberals always talk a good game but it's conservatives who do shit like if you see that on twitter you've seen the movie yeah. like that that's all you need to see yeah um uh the, yeah the woman who plays his press secretary she's a smoke show i don't know just like look her up <laughs> James Woods is not a smoke show. No, he's not. <laughs> don't don't look him up. Don't look him up, folks. <laughs> don't do it. Oh my god. Uh remember when we were we were what there was another episode we were worried about something. Oh, the um the Battlefield Earth move episode. We were oh, like, yeah. what if they try to sue us? That's right. We like, thought the Scientologist. They... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if the Scientologists come after if us. We got so away, I guess if we case... got away with that, we're we're good here. I don't Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember we, like that we guy were, who got we sued by James Woods. What did he do? He said like something about him on Twitter, right? He he called him a cocaine addict on oh, Twitter. Oh, right. We did nothing that bad here. No. Yeah, no. We, we I I said he's a good actor. Yeah, dude. we Come said on. he's a good actor a... and he loves playing Hades. These are these are true facts. True facts yeah, stated good right shit. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I guess I'll I'll just go with our social media sign off here. Uh as usual, uh find us on patreon.com uh pro underscore con. Uh, on Twitter, we are at Proletarian C, no spaces. Uh, Facebook, just search Proletarian Contrarian. It'd be easy enough to find. Uh, Instagram, Proletarian.Contrarian. And on Letterboxd, we are Pro underscore Co. Oh, no, sorry. It's actually Pro underscore Con. I left that out of the notes for on some reason. Letterboxd, on Letterboxd, we are Pro underscore Con. Yeah, folks, um, follow yeah. us. 
give give us money um don't watch yeah. this movie don't um and uh i don't know i guess listen next week we do another 9-11 movie another war on terror movie uh we, we do <laughs> we're, we're going to <laughs> we, i know what it is we have one uh yeah it's incubating uh, much, folks much like, we'll, uh, it'll be born much, much like the much like the actual 9-11 this was an unexpected tragedy that we turned into something beautiful <laughs> I think that's a good note to sign up for. (laughs) Bye, folks. The sleigh bells.